Would you, would you mind, would you mind just praying for, for the Word of God tonight, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Heavenly Father, we, we don't step up here and we don't even just sit down and relax. Lord, we're believing for the Word of God to be opened and to speak to us tonight. Let your power of your Holy Spirit come and unravel, unwrap uh, what you want to speak into our hearts and into our lives tonight. Lord, may we stay attentive and awake and not just relax. But Lord, I believe in that your Holy Spirit wants to, wants to stir, uh, wants to establish. And Lord, again, it wants to refresh. And Lord, tonight I thank you that your very presence is here even now, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you want to do in every single person's life. In Jesus' name I pray. Holy Spirit, help me articulate what you want to say, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in each and every person's life here. But, Lord, we need more of you for what you want to do in this great city and around our nation, God. And so, Lord, we just again give you all the glory. We praise your name, Jesus, that you are our living King. And there's none like you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um. Tonight, uh, my, I guess, you know, one of the roles I have as a pastor is, is to try, is to keep things fresh. Uh, you know, never try and, never try and let, st- uh, I, I don't know how you would call uh, staleness, maybe if that's the correct word, if that is even a word, never, never try and let, um, you know, th- things get stale. And, and, and what we try and do when it comes to night services is, yes, we want to teach the Word of God. Yes, we want to preach the Word of God. But also, well, we, we try and give a, a, a whole lot more space to the prophetic of the Word of God for the Holy Spirit to come and minister. And, and I really believe that tonight, one of, my, uh, one of my jobs, again, is just to facilitate what I, uh, what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying. And so tonight, uh, I'm believing for the presence of God to come and uh, blow this place apart. And uh, not just the place apart, but uh, the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, it filled the room, but then it also filled the people that were in the room. Uh, I'm praying tonight that you're not just sitting here in the room as a bystander. I, I pray tonight that you're, you're ready for something of God tonight. Because, you know, in the ch- first church, they were, they were all of one accord and they were waiting. They were waiting for God. I believe tonight God wants to just remind us, He wants to refresh us, and He wants to uh, bring us into that holy place that only He can do. I've got, I've got three uh, passages of Scripture that I want to uh, read out, and, and you will see there is a, uh, maybe a little bit of a theme, and um, it's, 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 a, it's a great theme, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, um, but some people like them, some people don't. That's, that's all I'm going to tell you. Is that all right? But don't be too in, and don't be too competitive about trying to figure out the theme uh, that you miss what the Holy Spirit's saying through the Scripture. Because <laughs> I know some of you already are wanting to try and be the first person to figure out what I'm talking about. Because there's anyway, <laughs> anyway. Let's let's read. I'm believing that it's going to come up on the screens. The first Scripture I want us to read is in Moses or the other his other book called Exodus. Um, Are you ready? There we go. Exodus chapter 3. One day Moses was tending his flocks. I I read out of this passage of Scripture all the time, but there's just so much good stuff in it. 
Uh, we, need, we can't leave it alone. Attending the flocks of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, he, he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Uh, though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, um, Moses said to himself. Why isn't the bush burning up? I must go and see. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. He said, take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Uh, when Moses heard this, he, he covered his face uh, because he was afraid to look at God. Next scripture is out of Joshua. And we're going to Joshua chapter 5. It says this uh, in verses 13. Uh, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword. Uh, with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's armies replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Last scripture, or second to last scripture, is in John chapter 13. It says this, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus, Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well. Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you, for Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and, uh, and asked, Do you understand what I am doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because what I am, and because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their masters, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you have these things, God will bless you for doing them. I reckon tonight it would be a great thing to have uh, uh, just, just wash everyone's feet. Who, who's feeling a little bit hot and sticky and clammy? 
Roy's okay, cool, cool. So well, we've got a whole lot of basins out here, and I've got a whole lot of people organized, and we've got some towels, and uh, we've, we've warmed the water up a little bit. We've got a little bit of soap, and uh, they're going to come in, and we're just going to wash each other's feet because that's what the Bible just told us to do. Who's up for that? Yeah, there's about six or seven people. Obviously not. We are not. For, for those who are still panicking, no, we're not going to do that. All right? But there's something in these scriptures tonight that I was just reading in my, in my devotional time, and, and I was just thinking about feet. You know, as I said earlier, some people love them, some people hate them. Who's a feet lover? That's all right. Who's, I'm, a, I'm assuming everyone else is going to put up their hand now. Who doesn't like feet? Who is just either here or there, you know? You know, every now and then wearing jandals in summertime, you'll just be, oh, maybe I need to give them a rinse because those, those black dark patches are probably getting a little bit alarming. You know, you know, I reckon if Jake was here, I know he's out in kids' church, but he would say that you need to look after your feet just as much as you need to look after your teeth. Maybe not. I don't know. Who would get a toothbrush for their teeth? I mean, for the toes? That's... I. I think we've just come across a million-dollar invention, a foot brush or a toe brush. Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, we need, we need the, this is why I try not to go off on tangents and examples because we just come up with ridiculous uh, situations. I want, I want us to talk about uh, uh, th- these scriptures tonight, and, and, and they are interesting scriptures because it does, what, 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 what really stood out to me is when, just like Moses, just like Joshua, and even with the disciples, there were feet involved. But it says here in the first, in the first pieces of those scriptures, for the one in Exodus and the one in Joshua, there's two occasions where, where well, like with Moses, is, Moses is just doing his ordinary everyday life. He was tending his father-in-law's sheep. And then a bush is a light, and, a, and it's not burning up. And so God gets his attention from that. And so Moses walks along, but then the Lord calls out from in the, in the bush, and he says, Moses, Moses. And Moses is, replies. He goes, here I am. And then he just says, stop. Don't come any closer. He says, take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. His, his, and the similar thing with Joshua. Joshua is, he's, he's just, you know, walking along and he sees this, uh, this angel or what we believe now, what we know now is an angel. And he sees this, 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 this person standing there and he's like, hmm, are you friend or foe? I need to go over. I need to check out, see what's coming up. Because you've got to understand he's just crossed over into the promised land. He sent out some spies to, to, because God's told him that he's going to take over Jericho. And he sent out some spies to, to spy out the land. He's gone through all of this. And now he's walking in and it's just before he gets to Jericho, right? And he sees this, 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 uh, this thing and this person, and he asks him, are you friend or foe? And he goes, neither. I am the commander of the Lord's army. Basically, it's, it's the Lord. It's the angel of the Lord standing there, and, 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 he, and, he, and he falls to the ground. But he also says, Joshua, take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. I believe that when anything is repeated in the Bible, we need to take a look at it. We need to, take a, like, we need to ask the Lord what he's thinking. And tonight, I want to do that a little bit. You know, 
I was asking myself the question, Lord, what made it holy ground? Why did it suddenly become holy ground? Because it was just a dusty piece of dirt. It was out in the wilderness. It was, it was, it was dry, I'm assuming. There was wind going across it. You know, animals would have walked past it and maybe done some stuff on it, or and, you know, and, and it was just a dirty piece of ground. And then suddenly it becomes holy ground. Suddenly God turns it into holy ground. And there's things I really believe tonight that will help us understand that we're standing on holy ground. The first thing we might be, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but that's okay. But the first thing I, I, I believe what turns something dirty and dusty and wasteland into holy, uh, into holy ground is obedience. It's just obedience. You know, some of you might be saying, well, it's the presence of God that turned it into holy ground. Yes, it is. But what if Moses didn't stop? Would it have stayed holy ground? I reckon sometimes we miss out on walking on holy ground because we choose not to obey what God's asking us to do. With the simple, simple uh, instruction, he says, stop, take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. The problem with us and, Christian, and, and Christianity these days, we sort of need the Lord to tell us he, he, more something like this for us to obey God. It will be like this more. Uh, stop. I want you to wait for someone to walk in from outside, and they're going to tell you your prophetic history. And they're going to ask you to stand on your head in the corner and count up to 10 forwards and backwards 10 times, just so you know this. I know that makes ridiculous sense, but sometimes we, we say, God, I'm going to do this if you, and we put these ridiculous uh, ideas out there that we have to do, it has to be a hard job. Suddenly we've got to, you know, be the, that person that has to go to the other end of the world to do something and be a missionary. Maybe just, you know, taking off your shoes is just all God's telling you to do right now. Because it's a simple act. I've had them off for a while. It wasn't hard. But some of us struggle with taking off our shoes. Because God's told us to take our shoes off. It's a simple act. And I really believe obedience is a simple thing. We look at when Peter, Peter's having this conversation with Jesus. Okay, Jesus, you want to wash my feet? All right, you can wash my feet, but then you have to wash my the rest of myself. You've got to wash my head. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. And we, we say that we, we, don't, we just don't accept the simplicity of what God wants to do. We just can't accept it. I, I, I believe that, you know, some of us are missing the point. Some of us have missed out on walking on holy ground. Why? Just because that we're lacking in obedience. Taking off your shoes is an easy is easy. Every one of you could do it. I'm not going to ask you to do it. because, But taking off our shoes. See, if we can't take off our shoes, how are we going to deal with forgiveness when the Lord asks us to forgive? How are we going to deal with trust when the Lord asks us to trust? How, you know, taking off our shoes is easy. But some of us can't do that. What about, 
when God asks us to hand over something to him, that hurt, that pain, that situation that you're just holding on to for too long. It's just a simple thing. Take off your shoes because you are standing on holy ground. I'm going to put them back on because I feel short. And I tell my kids not to put their shoes on like that. But here's the problem, right? It's comfortable to have your shoes on. Don't we do that in Christian life? Oh, I just need to put my shoes back on because it's comfortable. I just need to put my sandals back on because I'm walking down this stony path right now. It's like, (laughs) you know, we've been in winter right now. We're coming into summer. We're going to have to do that summer conditioning. You're like, it's all right. Summer's going to be good. You know, and then we get to the beach and like, we're on the sand. We're just like, oh, you know, all that dead, dry skin is getting rubbed off by the sand. And it's just nice. And just you even get a little bit of sand and put it on top and give it a good itch. And you know what we're talking about. But we're so quick to putting our shoes back on and just going, Lord, I need my shoes. No, we don't need our shoes if God has told us to take our shoes off. Why? Because we are standing on holy ground. The point I'm trying to make tonight is that it's not about just the obedience and standing on holy uh, obedience and, and giving to God and making those small decisions and obeying what God's calling us to do. But we do it. Why? We're standing on holy ground. We're standing in the presence of God. We're not, we're not standing right now. When, here's the thing, because God's spoken to you. Not the preacher, not the pastor, not the person in your e-group or whatever. God has spoken to you and said, take off your sandals for you're standing on holy ground. God's taken the time to reveal himself to you in a, in a, in a, in a bigger and in a more amazing way. And he's just said, take off your sandals because he wants you to have a revelation of him. He wants you to experience. Experience something different of him. I can slide across the stage now because I've got socks on, not rubber jammed or rubber shoes. It's a different experience. Some of us are missing out on a different experience, but just because we're choosing to keep in our comfort zone, just because we're choosing to disobey what God's called us to do, and you're missing out, and you can you can do all sorts of things with slippery socks. But it's not about that. It's not about socks. It's about doing what God has called you to do. And it's about out of the obedience of your heart. See, God wants a... See, whenever you've got jandals on or, or shoes on, there's, there's that insulation. There's that rubber there that is nice because, you know, when you... When you stand on a stone, it's like, especially if you get in the middle of the hill, right? Ouch. But maybe, you know, if, if it's holy ground and, there's whole, and, we're, and God's revealed himself to us and, and we're saying, Lord, I'm going to stand on holy ground. Maybe he wants you to get a little bit of him on your feet. Why? Because thy word is a, 
lamp unto my path. Feet. Feet. Not past, feet. Maybe God wants you to get him by your feet. Because you know what? If you want to go somewhere, where's the first thing that, what's the first thing that goes there? Your feet. Anyone walk around on their hands? Not many of us. But maybe God just wants to get, get closer to you, get, get, get into your life, get into your obedience, that you would follow him closer. He wants to direct your path. He wants to show you what way to go. He wants to be right in there with you. But here's the other thing, is don't you want to stand on holy ground? Don't we want to stand in the presence of God? Don't we want to experience the Lord uh, close with us? Don't we, don't, I don't know about you, but I desire to know God even more and more and more. And see, God, God just wants to say, you know what? Maybe we need to just keep it simple. And, it's a, and it, when I call out to you, will, will you obey? Will you, will you call back to me? Will you take off your sandals? You know, with, with Joshua, same thing as, as, as same response as Moses. He, he covers his head. It's a, it's a reverent awe of God. Oh, my goodness, there's, the Lord has turned up here. I'm standing on holy ground. What do I do? I've got to cover my, my face. I've got to lie on the ground. I'm in the presence of God Almighty. See, I, I don't know about you, but I've had a couple of experiences when I've just known God has turned up. I may have shared this before here, I'm not sure, but when we lived in the UK, I, uh, I went for a walk one day. I don't know if it was a weekend or not, but there was a, there was a park there in, 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 in Clapham, and I went for a walk, and I just sat on this, this bench seat. And I wasn't really, like, looking for God. I was just sort of wandering around. I, you know, I'm just doing what I do. I just, I don't know why I was wonder, wandering or whatever, but I just sat down on this park bench. And then suddenly I just felt this presence of God just come right over me. And there was people playing just over there and uh, with Frisbees and all that. But I just felt the presence of God. I, you know, there were no burning bushes around. There was no angels with swords drawn and all that. But I just felt the presence of God come up and I was like, wow. And I just closed my eyes and I just sat in the presence of God. And I just knew the, that God was there and I knew the Holy Spirit was there. And I, I, you know, did I get any major revelation out of it? No, but I felt the presence of God. And I just waited, and I just waited, and I just waited, and I just stayed in the presence of God, and it was, a, it was such a beautiful thing. You know, I, I believe tonight that God wants to bring us back to holy ground. You know, God wants to say, you know, take off your sandals, take off your repetition, take off your religious mindsets, take off the things that you've just done day after day after day, because here I am, you're standing on holy ground. You know, tonight I'm believing prophetically there's people going to step into a new, a new expression of a prophetic insight tonight. I'm believing that God's restoring people right now. Why? Because, I, you know, church is holy ground. Maybe there's not a burning bush, and maybe we haven't heard the audible voice of God. But maybe we just need to stop and take off some of the weights that we're carrying. 
Maybe we need to take off the, the insulation around our feet to make life comfortable for us. Maybe we just need to even stop and stand in the presence of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says this, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Maybe sandals just restrict us. I know I can run faster with bare feet than I can in jandals. Most people, anyone want to, yeah? I, uh, you, you, yeah, whatever. But I, maybe sandals are just restricting us right now. But what could be the sandals that are restricting you? I'm not talking about physical sandals, but what about things that are around in your life right now that are just weighing you down? What about areas of disobedience? That we're choosing not to stop and listen to God in this certain area of our life. And we're missing out on standing on holy ground because of it. We're missing out on standing in the experience and the faith journey that God wants to take us in on it. You know, I, I, I know I was away and one of the things I heard Pastor John uh, Malcolm say, say at the night service, he said, you know, it amazes me why people need to go on a journey with tithing. It's a biblical principle. Why don't you just do it? And I was like, oh, that's straight. Take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. You know, if you believe you're standing on holy ground, when God asks you to tithe, what's going to be the problem? Because if God's asking you to stand on him and stand on his experience and stand on his faith and stand on his, principle belief, uh, on his principles and his promises, what would the promise be? What would the, what's the problem going to be? You know, when the Lord asks us to say, you know what? If you're unable to get, forgive that person, then I'm going to be unable to forgive you. Don't hold on to unforgiveness. And maybe it's just as simple as taking that forgiveness off tonight, unforgiveness off tonight. I'm not saying that it's going to, that you, you know, only the Lord and only the Holy Spirit can redeem your hurt, can redeem your pain, can redeem your fears. But maybe tonight when the Bible tells us that we need to give off unforgiveness, maybe it's just a simple act tonight. Lord, this, I, I love these sandals because they, they insulate me from the hurt. They insulate me. And I like getting bitter. I like getting angry at that person because of what they did to me. But are you, t uh, are you telling me I've got to take off these sandals tonight? Yeah, but l listen, listen, when you take off your sandals, you're gonna, you're you're gonna experience my holy forgiveness. You're gonna experience my holy ground in this situation. Maybe tonight we could take off uh, some sandals that God's placed in our life. For the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord there is freedom. Freedom. See. See, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. It's, it's funny how we 
we sometimes just get back into routine and we just sit down and we put our sandals on for the day and we walk out where God's asked us to take those sandals off. Suddenly we're, we're halfway to work and, and that bitterness is stirring up again or, or the anger from the argument you had with your husband or your wife or, or there's that challenge that God is still reminding you about that you just haven't said yes to yet. But come on, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. And uh, this morning I read about, in, in Luke chapter 8, about the, the woman who had the issue of blood, and, and, and it was actually Jesus was on the way to heal uh, Jairus' daughter, but this woman um, got, got in on the way, and, and Jesus had to stop and talk with her, and she got healed, praise the Lord, and, and all that, but... Then, then Jesus goes to do what he was originally going to do with, with Jairus. And it says this, um, There's no use troubling the teacher now, said Jairus. Don't be, uh, sorry. Your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had, what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith and she will be healed. See, over the few weeks that I've just been listening to what God's saying and what, what's being preached. You know, last week I talked about God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity. You know what the biggest thing that holds us back from stepping onto, the, in, onto holy ground is just fear. It's just fear. It's just fear. But God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us a spirit of power, love, and of sound mind. You can take off whatever's holding you back. You can take off those jandals and you can stand on the holiness and the holy ground of God. Jesus comes and, and he has this experience with his disciples and he says, I've got to wash your feet for you're clean all over, but I just need to wash your feet. You know what? Jesus is the way, the, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Him. He was outworking a prophetic, uh, I believe, a prophetic example of just washing our feet. Why? Because when you have Jesus in your life, you can stand on holy ground. It's a prophetic declaration. It's like, hey, I'm washing your feet. When you die, when you stand before God in heaven, guess what? You're going to be able to stand because I've washed away everything in your life that is unclean if you will take it off and give it to me. See, a lot of us will, will receive Jesus, and I'm excited about it. If the music team can jump back up, that would be great. I, I, I'm excited about being a Christian, but i still got to work through stuff. I'm far from perfect. I've got jandals in my life that I've been wearing and holding on to. And I've just not chosen to stand on the holy ground of God because I'm fearful of giving it over to him. But why? Surely our experience or our mindset of God and holy ground should be one of excitement. It should be one of love. It should be one of forgiveness. It should be an experience that we should be like, oh, well, this is, I'm just going to take this, these sandals off and I'm just going to step in. 
I'm just going to stand on holy ground. I'm just going to... I don't, know, I don't know what this is going to feel like, but I know that time when I, I asked and I prayed that prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for the wrong things that I've done. I know what I felt when I prayed that prayer. See, maybe tonight is even just going back to holy ground. Going back to that moment when you felt the love of God wash over you and you felt His peace forgive you for the, the wrong things that you've done in your life, the sin that we have in our life. But maybe tonight it's about just stepping into the presence of God and, and just declaring His sovereignty over your life, declaring His love and declaring His grace over your life tonight and going, you know what? I'm standing on holy ground. I can take off these sandals. One, because you've asked me to take them off, Lord. Two, because I want to experience your favor and I want to experience your faith in this area of my life. And three, because Jesus, you've already saved me from it. You've washed me from it. So why should I hold on to it? Right across this room, I know there's people tonight that have just got areas that they just need to say, Lord, take off my sandals only you will know what they are only the Holy Spirit will share with will, will provoke in, in your spirit because you know you've got some jandals there there's whatever area of your life that it is maybe there's many well you're standing on holy ground why don't we just give them our jandals tonight There's a fence outside of Shannon, I think it is, in the North Island. You drive past it and there's just jandals after jandals after jandals hanging on this fence. I'm not going to ask you to come and put your shoes on the stage tonight. But I do reckon tonight we've got to metaphorically take off our jandals. And give, some, give, give something to God. Because He wants to break through. He wants you to experience Him. He wants to wash your feet. Jesus has washed your feet. He wants to, you to experience all of Him tonight. In Jesus' name. Why don't we jump to our feet? Holy Spirit, I pray right across this room that the unction of your Holy Spirit will fill this room. Lord, you know where we're at tonight. You know what we insulate ourselves from. You know what you're talking to us about. But Lord, could we could we take off our jandals tonight? Could we give over to you tonight while you're asking us to give over to you? Maybe it is pride. Maybe it is unforgiveness. Maybe, maybe it is just whatever it is, Lord. I want to stand on holy ground. 
to sing that chorus that we sung last tonight here. Here I am with my hands lifted high. But what, what, what can you... I've talked enough. The Holy Spirit's here. And you know what God's asking you to do. Are you prepared to listen to Him tonight? Are you prepared to stand on holy ground?